0: Follow Winnie Taylor's 4th and Inches wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad free with a GZM family subscription. Head to gzmshows.com for more.
1: Three, two, one, cue my theme song. I, Professor Burkhead, took some old spare parts and built a new machine to reveal just what is in our hearts to connect with animals and people and bridge that great divide. I had to keep my work a secret, so in space I would reside. I fueled my rocket, I took a flyer, and on my space station I built the unifier. Now it's a perfect fit for both
0: librarians and ducks.
1: I wouldn't trade today's pair for one million bucks. They're worth their weight in gold. So on towards knowledge we go. Cause this is the time. Yeah, baby, it's the crew. Cause this is the place where I say it's nice to meet you. ah, Now that's a theme song.
2: Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders
1: Unifier, I am looking at a unification chamber that is lacking two test subjects. Let's have a pair, please. Unifier operational. Very interesting.
3: Wow, this is so fascinating.
1: Hello, uh, I am Professor Jameson Burkhead. Welcome to the Unifier, my laboratory slash space station, and home of the greatest scientific experiment in human history, uh, of which you two are now a part. Congratulations. Ah, yes, of course. Uh, Taylor, could you turn on the translator, please? Thank you, Taylor.
3: What? It's a little loud in here. It's very impressive. There's a lot of interesting things in here that I'd like to know more about, but it's a little loud.
1: You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to seal you two uh, into the unification chamber here and put you behind these suspension fields. Okay, great. Uh, and can you see me now in the observation booth? I'm up here.
2: I'm low to the ground, so I I I, I can't see you, but I'm sure you're there. <laughs>
1: Uh, yes, actually, it might be hard to hear. Uh, let me lean forward better. Ah,
2: oh, there you are. Yep. Okay, yes. Yeah, you're still loud. Shh, everybody's a little loud. Oh, uh... Does anyone have a glass of water?
1: You know, we should make that available. But as I said, uh, I am Professor Jameson Burkhead. This is, of course, the unifier. Uh, my goal in bringing the two of you here to my laboratory slash space station here today is to uh, bring your two minds into a state of harmony, which I call unification.
0: That's a great word.
1: Oh, thank you. You on the left, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us, uh, who you are and, uh, where you're from?
3: Animal. Introduction.
2: Oh, uh, well, um, as you can tell by my round body, uh, I am a mallard, um, and that is the duck you see everywhere, okay? You can't throw a rock without hitting a duck, but please don't throw rocks at ducks.
1: There'll be no rocks as part of this, uh, experiment, I promise you. Do you have a name?
2: My name is Hank.
1: Uh, well, Hank, uh, lovely to meet you. Uh, thanks for joining us here at the Unifier.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: A pleasure. And you on the right. Why don't you tell us uh, who you are, uh, where you're from, and what is it that you do?
2: Human. <gasps> Introduction.
3: Okay, my name is Nancy. I'm a librarian. And it occurs to me, this is not a library. I maybe don't need to whisper.
1: Nancy, do you find it hard to let go of the librarian behavior of making sure people stay quiet.
3: It's just a respect thing, and also being a librarian is one of those jobs you go into for the love of it. I sometimes don't even wanna leave work at work.
1: Okay, fair enough, why don't you tell us You know, what's a regular day like uh, for a librarian like yourself?
3: Well, one of my favorite parts of my job is helping people find books or pieces of information that they need to find out. So maybe somebody will come to me and they'll have a question about a book and I'll help show them where the book is. Or they'll come to me and they'll need a piece of information and I'll help them find what kind of book will help them learn that. I also organize the books. I check people out because... The great thing about libraries is it's a home for books, but it's not the only home for books.
1: Nancy, do you work in any particular part of the library?
3: I do. I work in the children's section.
1: I was going to say, you have a very calm and caring tone that I think would make me feel comfortable were I a young reader.
2: Thanks so much.
1: Well, you're very welcome. Hank, turning to you, uh, same question. What's a regular day like for a duck?
2: As you know, I love the water, so very wet. (laughs) I tend to rely on the kindness of strangers for my food a lot, you know, bread. By the way, Nancy, I think I've seen you. I recognize you throw um, nice big Italian loaves, right?
3: I do. I love a loaf, and I love to share a loaf.
2: I've had your loaves. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, So you two are from the, the same region of the world.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we live in New York City, and so I bet I've seen Hank in Central Park.
2: Okay, that makes sense. I've heard that name said around me a lot, and I didn't know what it meant.
1: Uh, Yes, it's quite popular, Uh, but what
3: a coincidence that you two have met before.
2: I forgot to tell you, one day you left after you gave us a loaf, and you dropped a book in the water. And you're not going to believe it, but I read it.
3: I mistreated a book? Oh, dear.
2: Oh, dear. I, I I still have it if you want it. I mean, it's, it's a little ruined because it's wet, but...
3: Well, I mean, if you were using it, I wouldn't take it from you. But we should really get you a card.
2: Yeah, I just don't... I don't have ID, so let me know if I can get a card any other way.
3: Oh, okay. Two pieces of mail.
2: Ooh, that's going to be tough.
3: Um, a family reference?
2: Uh, as far as I know, no.
3: We'll, we'll see what we can do.
1: Okay. Nancy, I appreciate your openness to Hank's desire to become a library patron.
3: Oh, of course. I mean, the more people we can get reading books, the better. Hank, did you enjoy the book that I dropped?
2: Uh, I looked at the pictures. I tried to teach myself some of the words. Um, So I think I
3: I think I got it. Also,
2: it tastes good.
3: Hank, did you eat it? Uh, I did. Hank, you offered to give it back to me.
2: Uh, Yeah, but I figured you wouldn't notice that I ate the inside of it. So it's just the shell.
1: Nancy, you appear to be in considerable distress right now.
3: One of the great things about librarians is being able to roll with the punches. And if Hank's way of enjoying that book was eating it, you know, who am I to say?
1: Hmm. Well, why don't we move forward with the experiment here? I'm going to deactivate the suspension fields so that the two of you may move around the unification chamber and interact with one another physically, if you wish.
0: Deactivating force field. Well, you know, Hank...
3: Uh, somebody who spends a lot of time in the water, you're awfully comfortable walking around here.
2: Well, I actually have a smartwatch that someone dropped into the water and it got stuck on my foot. It helps me count my steps. I try to get 20,000 a day.
1: Wow, that's quite a few.
2: Yeah, I get to about 100.
1: Okay, (laughs) so so your goal is quite high.
2: It doesn't get there, but one day. But yeah, very used to the land. But if there's a glass of water somewhere, just pour it on me.
1: Uh, regrettably, we don't have any water in the unification chamber.
3: Also, I'm not really used to yelling this much, so, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind water either.
1: Nancy, do you think you're yelling right now?
3: I do.
2: Nancy, I have very sensitive ears, you know, and even I'm not flinching when you talk. I
3: didn't know that. That's very
2: interesting.
1: Hank, where are the ears on a duck?
2: Underneath and behind my eyes. Oh. Yeah, and they're actually covered by feathers, so you can't see them.
1: Well, I guess location-wise, it's not so different from where our ears
2: are, but completely invisible. Yeah, I can hear all the gossip. I hear what you guys say. Oh, I love gossip. Oh yeah, I hear a lot of good stuff. Really? Uh, you're not going to believe it, but Shelly and John are not together anymore. Oh no! Nancy, are those people you know?
3: I know A. Shelly and A. John, and they've never been together, but I don't know how old this gossip is.
1: Well, so what makes this gossip so interesting?
3: You know, gossip is just stories that affect people more directly. And I love stories.
1: You know, I can't argue with you there, Nancy.
3: Oh yeah, and gossip can be mean and it's important that we never do it for mean reasons, but it does serve an evolutionary purpose since it used to be helpful communicating important information to members of our small communities way back when.
1: For instance, Hank's duck community may have gossip based on, you know, hey, watch out, they're throwing a lot of trash at that side of the lake.
2: Mm hmm. We talk a lot. We know where the good bread is, where the bad bread is.
1: Yes, see, this all seems like very important information for a duck to know.
2: We've never seen an alligator or a crocodile, but that is our predator. They do eat us. Every once in a while, we practice alligator drills, actually. Really? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I yell like this and go,
3: Alligator! Shh. Sorry.
1: Hank, is that what's happening when you see a bunch of ducks all fly away at once?
2: Yep, I have not seen an alligator yet. Sure,
1: but should one appear?
2: Oh, we are ready.
1: Mm-hmm. Perhaps we should move to the next phase of the experiment, the introduction of the random object, the IRO, of course. Taylor, go ahead and commence the IRO drop, please.
3: Introduction of random objects.
1: Oops, sorry, that may have uh, dented on landing there.
2: Oh! Can oh. Oh, I open the bottom?
1: I wouldn't go too crazy on those cornflakes, Hank. Uh, I think for a duck, that's probably a lot of empty calories.
3: Actually, this works out great because I'm going to, if you don't mind, Hank, I'm just going to grab a box. Oh, okay.
1: Hmm, surprisingly bold for a duck. You know, I think we imagine them as sort of a timid animal most of the time.
3: Yeah, you seem real confident, though, Hank.
2: Oh, yeah. I want to be the, the, the go to, the funny one, the smart one, the one they call when there's an emergency, the one that puts out a fire.
1: You're trying to be the best duck you can be.
3: You know, Hank, that's actually all very exciting.
2: Yeah, I'm actually. Trying to make up for something that uh, has been said about me and my duck community.
3: Oh, I'm so sorry.
2: Because I'm a mallard, as you guys know. And what the IUCN, which stands for International Union for Conservation of Nature, has said about me and my animals is that the mallard is considered to be a species of least concern.
1: You know, Hank, I, I, I don't think that was meant in a mean-spirited way.
2: I'm full, Okay, just because there's a lot of us doesn't mean, you know, we don't matter.
1: Least concern. Is, there's there's almost no good way to take that.
2: No. It's rude. So, if I'm unique and the best, maybe then they'll notice.
1: Hank, I must ask, where did
3: you hear this?
2: Uh, Nancy, you actually dropped another book.
3: Nancy, how many books are you dropping? Okay, I have to come clean. It's not an accident.
1: <gasps> Nancy.
3: I'm sorry, I just don't think it's fair that we assume that ducks don't want to read. Wow. Books that are loved a little too hard already, I will... Maybe gently nudge a little toe into the pond.
2: Well, actually, we call that toe time.
3: I'm sorry I didn't come clean when it first came up. And I should have known that gossip would come back around to get me.
2: No, Nancy, this is fascinating. You're you're
1: attempting to be the world's first cross-species librarian.
3: I'm trying.
2: Well, I appreciate everything you've done. I've learned so much.
1: Well, this is incredible. So... Hank, you can read!
2: I see them do it, so I try to mimic them. I went to a bench, I sat down, and I looked at the book. I looked at it, until all of a sudden I was sounding out the words. Quack-a-quack-a-quack. That was a once upon a time.
3: Oh, I recognized it. Ducks learning to read? This is big-time
1: news!
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Species of least concern?
1: Not anymore. Now, Hank, now that you have a librarian here at your disposal, what do the ducks enjoy reading?
2: Well, I'd love to read a book on how to exercise. Look at my tiny little orange legs. I'm basically just a pillow with a head. If an alligator was to actually come and I had to fight it, oof.
1: Yeah, I I don't know that you need to worry so much about the presence of alligators in Central Park, Hank.
3: Yeah, Hank, I actually, I, I would love to get you a book on exercise. We also maybe should get you a book on alligators.
2: That would be good. I'd like to, you know, know what I'm so scared of and what I have nightmares of every night.
3: Well, you know, here's the thing, Hank. You don't have mail or ID or a family member with a library card, but you do have a friend who works in the library.
1: Hank, with a library card, you could take out whatever book you want. Yeah, I, I will say there will likely be repercussions if you eat more books, though.
3: Oh Well, we don't just have physical books. We also have electronic books that you can borrow at home from your home computer or your phone or your smartwatch.
2: Wow.
3: Oh boy, this is a dream come true. It's always been one thing to help humans get access to more books, but to be branching out to new species, wow, Hank, you've done me such a favor.
2: You know, Nancy, you're the nicest person I've ever met.
3: Oh, that's so nice.
2: That I feel like I need to do something for you. I want you to express yourself and get loud. So we're gonna run an alligator drill. Okay. Okay, so let's pretend we're in the water. We're kicking our legs. And then, what's over there? We see something hey guys oh we got eaten we all got eaten no one heard okay. it and we got eaten yeah the alligator ate us
1: here move to the opposite ends of the unification chamber
2: great idea okay here we go
1: nancy these mallards are counting on you i know it goes against your librarian sensibilities but you must
2: okay we're kicking a little feet the whole family's here okay
3: oh the whole family the little ducks
2: all the little ducks are here okay and they're counting on you to keep them safe oh my god what's over there a big green monster
3: Tinies! Tinies! All the tinies! Tinies, there's an alligator!
1: <laughs> Nicely done, Nancy. These ducks are well aware of the imminent threat.
2: And they got away. Thank you, Nancy.
3: Hank, it was all to
2: you. You have a great imagination. Thank you.
1: A uh, great imagination being one of the noted characteristics of frequent readers.
2: I was wondering why I knew more than everyone else. Every time I bring up topics to other people, they get very confused.
1: Hey, Hank, you certainly must share all your books with them and... You know, hopefully we can encourage a bit of a duck renaissance in Central Park.
2: We'll call it Gossip Hour. Unification complete.
1: Excellent idea. And I'm pleased to announce that we have achieved 100% unification. Nicely done.
2: Hey, now you got it.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, clearly the exchange of information, uh, a specialty of the librarian, will only benefit the duck community in Central Park. Uh, unfortunately, upon achieving unification, uh, you will be sent back to Earth in about twenty seconds. So if you have anything to say to each other, I, I would do it now. Yeah, I'll see
2: Safety you there. And also, can you just required. make sure to drop me off anywhere near your water? Because I am very thirsty. Unifying, <coughs> powering
1: down. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hank. Uh, uh, all right, uh, Taylor, if you could, thank you both, then. goodbye. <laughs> Taylor, who would have guessed ducks learning how to read? We're really doing amazing work up here. Because this is the time. Yeah, baby, it's the groove. Because this is the place where I say it's nice to meet you. I know I didn't teach the duck how to read. Obviously, that's not what I'm saying. To Forget it. Forget it.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy.
1: I'm Autumn. And I'm Jasper.
2: And we're We're a GZM family. Family. And we want you to listen to our favorite show, Becoming Mother Nature.
3: I love the one with the green reaper and the zombies. Yeah.
0: Three years ago, Brinley Pasternak helped the Anders family uncover the truth about holidays past. Now, she'll need them to help her find the truth about hers. Six Minutes Out of Time is the long-awaited sequel to the most downloaded family audio adventure in history. When Cyrus is found unconscious near the mysterious Elixir Academy in Florida, Brinley learns the school may have a shocking connection to her missing mother. All new episodes are available one week early and ad-free for GZM subscribers. Visit gzmshows.com to learn more.